It's speaking of Gary Newman, this is so oh. weird, but um, so there's this song called Common People by Pulp. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. It's really yeah, I believe I, pretty I believe I've cool. Um, so. But I always just thought it was like some synthy Euro pop kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But I watched the video last night and the band, the format, the makeup of the band is exactly like Gary Newman's like principle, uh, pleasure principle band. Mm-hmm. So like a violin, drums, synthesizer and bass which is really weird and now when i hear the song i can hear that in there but wow yeah it's a cool uh format for a band Mm -hmm. and actually the rentals i think followed it too except i guess they added a guitar but they yep they added a guitar but having the violin and really strong bass and moog synthesizers like Mm -hmm. i didn't realize it was like a deal (laughs) do you know who was in the rentals uh, it was Matt Sharp mm-hmm. and Pat Wilson and later Maya Rudolph was yes in Maya Rudolph a yeah I, I that that's a mind blower I was watching I went down a rentals rabbit hole about a year ago and mm-hmm. um, which isn't a, a very a rent big, hole <laughs> a rent hole there you go. to Accelerative Thrust. I'm Dan. And I'm Eric. And uh, (laughs) you blew it. I blew it. The whole thing's fucked already. (laughs) I totally blew it. Okay, let's start over. Uh, Greetings, citizens of Earth. I'm Dan. Uh, And I'm Eric. (laughs) Welcome to Accelerative Thrust, where we discuss and review underground, experimental, Mm -hmm. and extreme music Mm -hmm. with a focus on the Iowa and Midwest music scene, including rad bands like haploid from des moines mm-hmm. who is going to be joining us i think right now was that van halen <laughs> yes it was, okay. a, it was an attempt at it you know there's that scene in the video where you know how like they're trying to they're doing all these things where they're describing like all of these events that are happening or something trying to be like really deep or whatever you remember that video sure yeah, I do. <laughs> it was like the first thing uh, that it was like the first example of like mindfulness that I remember in my life. It's like uh, uplifting memes, basically. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was. Yeah, that was meme culture before yeah. meme culture. It was the yeah. Van Halen. Man, did but, Van, um, is there anything Van Halen didn't invent? <laughs> that's true. I mean. They invented frontmen and rock, basically. <laughs> and um, electric guitar. Finger yeah. tapping. They definitely invented that. Uh, so that one and part. Finger blasting. Freaked... <laughs> yeah. The, the one oh, part that, that I thought was hilarious mm-hmm. um, in that is where it said science is trying to invent a better tomato. <laughs> and some it shows a hand just like, holding this like glob of shit and it's like what they're inventing tomatoes i thought they already existed i've I've been inventing globs of shit since day one (laughs) i just wonder if like all the tomatoes we're eating now is that because of the van halen video like do they start out as globs of shit yeah, and then they just turn like they just turn into tomatoes. Like, well, you know they had that they had that record uh, GMOU eight one two. Yeah, GMO eight. <laughs> wow, and oh, they shit. predicted uh, they predicted a bunch of dystopian stuff with their uh, album nineteen eighty four. That's true. Yeah, they, and then George Orwell stole that. Then. Yeah, Van Halen were prophets. They also wow. predicted crisscross. You know, crisscross wow. added jump around to jump. So that's <laughs> my, that's my theory. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, should we talk <laughs> to Haploid? Right. <laughs> so this is going to be Kaylee and Matthias uh, Haploid, and we're going to try to calm Kaylee down and, and be Matthias. be normal people now. 
Okay, here they come. <laughs> Welcome to the Accelerative Thrust Podcast, Haploid. Thank you for having us. Well, I just wanted to uh, say that um, your album, Cope, it completely blew my mind when I heard it. Like, I went into it, like, the way that we kind of select, like, local releases to listen to, and I just randomly found you guys. And I was like, huh, this looks kind of cool. And then I listened to the first five seconds. I'm like, yep, I'm going to recommend that we review this. Then I just didn't know what to expect. And I just want to say that right off the bat, that that was just absolutely incredible. But, okay, so I think Haploid is an awesome, creative very original sounding band who I thought was from Des Moines, but it turns out they're actually from Dubuque. And they are one of my favorite discoveries of last year. And I can't wait to hear more from them in the future. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I also would add that I don't know of a lot of other people doing similar things. And what you guys do is very, checks a lot of boxes as far as stuff I love, <laughs> but we'll get more into that. Otherwise, I'm I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. We're from Dubuque originally, but we're based in Des Moines now. Um, Dave's in Indianola, but uh, I don't know. I would say we've been playing together for a long time, me and Haley at least, because it's been about 10 years now. I, I guess if you want to go like way, way back, Jancy, who couldn't be here right now, she's my sister and she plays drums in Haploid. Uh, we were in a band um, a long time ago in debut, just a two-piece called Stan, um, where I played guitar and sang, and she played drums. And she was about 13, 14 years old, and I was about, oh, 17, 18 years old there. And uh, we were just kind of jamming, you know, just kind of got our got our foothold and everything. And uh, as time went on... Um, I started playing in another project and that's where I met Matthias and we were in kind of this weird kind of sample based proggy type thing called winter beard, which didn't last maybe much longer than a year or so. Um, we played a few shows in that and then Matthias and I kind of clicked more than the rest of the members in the band, so to speak. And then we kind of, from there, we ended up moving to Milwaukee, didn't really do any music in Milwaukee. Somehow we decided to come back to Des Moines and I formed this band called Nostromo who Dave, that's how I met Dave. Um, and then from there, Nostromo disbanded and then it kind of turned into Haploid. So I think it was something that was always kind of meant to happen. Uh, I just took a long time to get there, but we're having, having a lot of fun with what we're doing right now. I don't, you know, the future is weird right now, but we're, we're optimistic about everything going forward. So. Yeah. I just like to add, uh, I, I think I saw Scamps last show. My wife and I, uh, well, so I worked with, uh, you guys familiar with Fetal Pig? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. We love Dan. Yeah, I worked with Dan, and he was just raving about Scamp. I think, I don't know if they played with you guys in Dubuque or if he just heard about you guys somehow. So my wife and I went, and that was in the Vaudeville Muse days. Oh, you know? yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember that show. That Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that was Jancy and I's <laughs> last show um, as Scamp. So, yeah, so I just yeah. I happened to catch their last show, and my wife and I just loved it. You know, we thought it was oh, great. Thank then, you. Yeah, and well, do you remember? I don't know if you guys remember, but that night I think Skin of Earth was playing in the PBR bar. Uh, they were playing like right across, and I hadn't seen them for years. I, you know, so. But anyway, uh, Dan and I have a mutual friend that we used to work together with, uh, and that was a drummer for Nostromo. And he told yeah. me he's like, Kaylee moved to Des Moines, and uh, me and her plan, and I just happened to say. If, you guys need a bass player, you know, give me a holler, which for me was actually pretty bold. Cause I'd only ever played with, you know, guys from high school, you know, mm -hmm. and we played off and on for years Had a band called surf, uh, just did kind of punk rock stuff. But, uh, so anyway, that was pure happenstance. Cause I, I live in Indianola. I'm like 10 years older than Kaylee. You know, I'm like, you know, there's, <laughs> we're like a world away and, and many aspects, but and when we get together, you know, it's, we all just speak the same language. So yeah, that happens for sure. It, it kind of yeah. seems like you guys were in a lot of different groups and you just sort of cherry pick the best people out of those groups <laughs> to make yeah, the new is, group, which is, this yeah. is a big mishmash. Awesome. One. Like we're trying to do a lot of different things on this one, like all the electronics and stuff and, you know, yeah. the different heavier writing and stuff together. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it is, it is phenomenal. I, I loved cope when we reviewed it and i went back and listened to the other things on Bandcamp, and 
It's awesome. I I guess that would lead me to my first question. On the earlier stuff, it almost had like a a darker feel to it, maybe a little heavier. Or um, what comes to mind is like Flowers of Romance era Public Image Limited. If okay. that makes any sense. I mean that. Like into into the cult stuff, it seems a little more fun. I don't know if that is just my perception or if that was a conscious thing or just kind of organically you were like, let's get a little funkier or let's get a little just more fun. I don't know. I think it was us kind of getting more used to playing together because on the first ones, it was more a lot of a Kaylee and Dave were syncing up together, writing stuff and me and Jancy were more locking together, but more on this newer stuff. It's more Dave and Jancy are actually being a rhythm section together and me and Kaylee are taking leads together. I don't know. I think it's more mm-hmm. getting used to writing with each other and stuff like that. So it's just getting a little bit more able to try newer stuff and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. I think I think there's some of that. I think also is just the time period. When we first got together a month later was COVID, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> my my in-laws were just absolutely like locking down and we were mm-hmm. we need them for daycare and stuff so i'd come in with a mask or i couldn't come in at all so they'd send me stuff you know and mm-hmm. i would like with with matthias saying i'm you know i played with kaylee forever so it was super you know natural for me just to to link up with her mm-hmm. but then with the cope stuff it you know it was more just it was it is a little more hopeful you know it wasn't so dark i guess you know sure. i would i would say that yeah. probably was uh, unintended but I think it's real, you know? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. one of the most interesting things is um, Eric and I, uh, we sort of um, had di- uh, sort of different takes on Cope a little bit, like and stuff that actually, I mean, I definitely agreed with Eric where I hear a lot of the sort of electronic no-wave stuff that he, you know, like he just mentioned, Flowers of Romance. That's interesting that you say that, Eric, about, the hopefulness, the the more fun sort of sound. Because to me, what I heard a lot of was, you know, like 90s alternative, like Jane's Addiction type stuff as well. (laughs) I definitely definitely heard the other stuff. But yeah, so we kind of both like, um, like I remember when I was the first one to give my review, I don't really remember. And then Eric was kind of like, I kind of wanted to ask if we were listening to the same record. Yeah, I, I, ver- I had to verify that I listened to the right thing. <laughs> like, yeah. were you listening to Haploid Cope? I do think, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess my question is, is is that, are those type of influences both kind of a part of Haploid and your musical personal tastes? Or was I way off the mark in saying oh. that I kind of felt maybe there was a, Jane's Addiction, or I don't know if you guys ever heard like Possum Dixon, like stuff like that sort of influence, as well as maybe the Tubeway Army and Devo and all of that stuff. So, (laughs) trigger word, Tubeway Army, yes. I love, I love everything that Gary Newman has touched. That's like definitely on the mark. Uh, Jane's Addiction, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because we've actually been like compared to that, like in Nostromo before, so... That's just like kind of funny. Oh, really? I mean, I'm not like, I mean, they're they're great, but yeah, Jancy's definitely into into those types of things mm-hmm. too. Um, I would say as far as like '90s influences, I'm definitely a really huge Polvo and Unwound fan. That stuff has always resonated with me since like Scamp Time. Like that's always they've always been one of my hugest influences. And um, Jancy and I, you know, we've always been into you know. Um, New Order, Joy Division, Bauhaus, mm-hmm. things of that nature. And she definitely has a lot of like the kind of avant um, pop influence as well. I hate to speak for her since she's not here, but I'm sure that she would, you know, resonate with that. So, but yeah, you guys aren't too far off the mark. I love, I love No Wave. I love DNA. You know, I love Fetus. Mm-hmm. I love those types of things. So that's definitely on the mark. And a, and a lot of, <laughs> and a lot of Prague. I, I would say mm-hmm. like, I've always been a huge fan of like, older like rush king crimson yes genesis you know that whole slew of awesome prog bands um and it i kind of after covid hit i actually those were kind of some of my comfort records like i went back to close to the edge and revisited those things and that's kind of what helped um kind of inspire cope a little bit too was kind of going back to those older albums so a little bit little uplifting so awesome yeah and then 
another one i know that eric and i both uh agreed on it too uh are you guys big fugazi fans at all i love fugazi yes <laughs> yes we definitely oh, yeah. heard that especially in the bass the bass plane i heard a lot of that going on Okay, I'll take that. Reminded me of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. Oh, hey, Dave, second. you're on video now. Yeah, I liked it for a second, but I think I figured it out. But I'll nice. take the Fugazi uh, on the bass. That 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 makes me smile. So awesome. <laughs> I heard. I missed a lot of it. I heard the Jane's Addiction stuff. That's kind of funny. I never would have thought of Jane's Addiction, but it doesn't hurt my feelings, you know. So, you know, <laughs> sure. whenever I, I work with a lot of people that uh, listen to just basic radio you know mm -hmm. and they ask me what my band sounds like and sure. if they go see bands they see cover bands and so they ask me what my band sounds like and i i can never give them a straight answer and it's funny because on flyers we've had everything from like uh prog indie to like goth to you know goth, so i'll tell them yeah. that yeah art rock, <laughs> yeah. Art rock yeah and so i'll tell them that mm -hmm. stuff and they're just like i don't know what that is so uh <laughs> the fact that you guys hear so many different things it that's what i hear too I mean, there's four four people that love music, very broad styles of music, and that's what I guess we all bring too. So, but there's never really a discussion about, you know, let's do this style or you know, it's just just what comes out when we get together. So, yeah, I think that's kind of cool. apparent as well. Like that mm -hmm. was one thing I really enjoyed about Cope, but all the other all the releases too was it's it's seamless in a sense, you know, and I don't mean transitions from one part to the other. I mean, the entire thing, you can't say, well, the bass is doing this and the vocals are doing this and the, you know, electronics are doing this. It's just like its own thing happening congruently, you know, and I think that's pretty remarkable. A lot of people can't really pull that off. So we really but, appreciate that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> going to make me blush. Oh. <laughs> I'm just glad you mentioned fetus. Like that may be the only like the second time that fetus has been mentioned on our show. And I, I would talk about uh, JG Thurwell all day. If oh, I could. So. <laughs> Love him to pieces. Yep. Scraping fetus off the wheel. That's my jam. It's really uh, out of nowhere kind of thing, which mm -hmm. I appreciate. Like where the hell did that come from? So, <laughs> so you guys started sort of talked about how this band started. Um, and if these were shared experience, you could answer together, but even independently, uh, what got you into playing music? What made you go, I want to play an instrument, I want to play in a band? I know it's a pretty broad question. But <laughs> so I've always been around music. Jancy and I have always been around music. Um, our dad was actually um, always in. He did a lot of cover band stuff back in Dubuque. Um, while we were like really little, that's how he actually helped pay for some of our diapers, I guess. I mean, like he, mm -hmm. he's always been playing in rock bands. He's in a bluegrass cover band now. And just, he's always, you know, he kind of helped me pick up my first instrument, which was bass. Actually, I'm, I'm primarily a bass player. And then, so he rented me out my first bass. And then after I got bored with it, I decided I wanted to start playing guitar. And I've always been into like, once when I was really little, I got like, really into rush. And I, I know that that is sometimes a polarizing band dimension, but, uh, they, I probably wouldn't have gotten as heavily into trying to learn bass and guitar if it weren't for them. So I kind of, I owe a lot of, a lot of that to rush. So shout out rush, <laughs> Dave, if you want to add to that, I guess, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I, yeah, my mom listened to music. She always has the radio on just nonstop. I, I was telling these guys, it's been a few months, but uh, uh, when I was really little, the first song that blew my mind is kind of cheesy, but like the introduction to Jungle Love <laughs> by Steve Miller, well, that that introduction, like oh, yeah. I was like, how do they make that noise? And I couldn't <laughs> have been, I couldn't have been older than three or four, but that kind of stuff just always blew my mind. My mom had an electric guitar that was lying around and we never, it was it had like two strings on it and you, we didn't know how to play it, but you know, and then by the time I was like 14, my brother was playing guitar and there was a bunch of his friends and they would jam in our shed at my mom's house and I'd play Nintendo and they'd just be blasting shit, you know, and started strumming guitar at the church with the church ladies. That's how I learned basic chords. And then uh, bass is just a lot more natural for me than guitar. So, you know, it's just fun. I like to create things. I, I used to try to learn other songs, but I, it's so much more fun just to write with people, you know. 
And I always just, uh, my, my son started playing guitar recently. And I told him, I was like, the best thing to do is play with people that are better than you. And you're just going to learn so much, you know, write your own stuff if you can, you know? So yeah, it's, that's kind of where I started. Just always had, uh, music and art as a kind of backdrop things that I've enjoyed. So Matthias, if, if I'm not mistaken, um, you run five CM records, correct? Yep, it's just, yeah, basically a small-time little tape label I started up when we moved here to Des Moines in about a 2014. Little uh, small release stuff, really ambient noise, weirdo kind of stuff, but I don't know. Pick up little other oddball stuff here and there. I try to keep an eye on, like, shows and stuff like that in town, and if there's something cool, I'll try to release something for people like that. But I don't know. It's been fun. I've been doing tapes and CDs, like I said. But uh, we did a lathe release earlier this year. A couple years ago, I did a split 7-inch for Kaylee's old band, Nostromo, and a split with uh, Skin of Earth that, you know, still got copies of those around now. But, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. The label's been pretty fun. I really like doing stuff like that. And I don't know, nowadays it seems to be picking up a little bit more because there's a couple more little electronic things picking up in town. Like uh, there's also Liminal Ennui, who runs a little tape label, uh, Trace, Bill doing warm gospel and stuff like that. I know there's a little couple things out of Iowa City, but I don't know them too well. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Were you always interested in starting a record label or was that just Um, kind of something that came about just randomly? Well, so when uh, me and Kaylee first got together, probably about 2013 or so, we were friends with uh, someone from Milwaukee who uh, was running a little online label called Noisy Arcade. And uh, we ended up being buddies with them and helped out with it and stuff and doing physical releases here and there. But it was mainly like a band camp kind of label. But after that kind of fell through, I ended up really liking the whole style of doing things. So I ended up picking it up. Also, I knew a Bob Bucko and his personal archives thing was a big inspiration. That's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, there a lot of great stuff. Um, I know an, another Accelerative Thrust favorite, Moscow Puzzles. Yes, yeah, put out some releases them. from them. They're fantastic. We're, we're playing with them next month, actually. So where's that at? That's going to be at uh, the Hall at Boggs uh, Hall Tavern here in Des Moines. Free show. Yeah, it's free show. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be us, Moscow Puzzles, uh, Duo Beat, Doby. And Crooked Taurus. Yeah. What's the date of that show again? 315. Yes. Yep. yep. March 15th. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I don't want to go back in time, uh, but I don't think Matthias got to answer his oh. humble beginnings, oh, which is, I, I'm sorry to go back <laughs> upon it. It's just like my favorite part of uh, oh, talking no, to musicians. It's like, what got you? You know, what was the thing that, that made you oh. want to do it? So, oh, I was probably, what, 12 or 13, or it would have been, I don't know, year 2000, 2001, ended up picking up CDs, and, like, new metal and stuff like that, <laughs> Lincoln Park, Perfect Circle, and I ended up getting into playing guitar through that sort of stuff, and it all just kind of snowballed over the years. I don't know. No one in my family was really musical, so it was kind of an oddball thing, but um, I've always been self-taught, learned lots of Nirvana songs and stuff like that to start off with, but... Just ended up picking up more and more stuff over the years and ended up getting into electronics like Apex Twin and Nine Inch Nails. Right. Yeah, that was a big game changer and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know, just been picking it up self-taught ever since I've ever known. So yeah, yeah. I don't think any of us have had any formal schooling guitar-wise, mm-hmm. like in no. any way, shape, or form. I took a music theory class once. Oh. I, I, re- <laughs> I, I retained some of that stuff, but I... I uh, the only time I've ever used it is if I'm writing on a guitar and I can't make a chord sound the way I want it to, then I'll sit there and try to break it down. But man, mm-hmm. that stuff isn't intuitive at yeah. all. You know, <laughs> it feels so much better to like, you know, uh, like scales and stuff. I, I usually figure out what sounds bad and just not, play it, you know, sure. right. And Kay- Kaylee does such weird chords that like a lot of times I can make almost anything work as long as I stay mm-hmm. in key and rhythm, you know, and it's not, you know, and so I get, there's so much room for, for just doing whatever, you know, and, uh, she hasn't complained yet. So yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I like to, I like to take it as far as I can with, within the limits of what the song, you know, will sound good with. So, yeah. yeah. I think the late nineties, early two thousands was a pretty cool time to get into guitar. It's not like 
you were getting into guitar in like the folk era or something. Yeah, like right. everyone was using weird ass chords. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. from yeah. new metal to anything. Like so, it was, yeah. And the nine inch nails yeah. thing, I, I think they're a really nice gateway drug kind of deal. Like oh, if, yeah. if you're into metal, you can get into electronics from that. Or if you're into electronic music, you can sort of get into heavier stuff. Like it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, the perfect gateway drug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I funny agree. you guys mentioned um, jungle love for the synthesizers <laughs> and yeah. Rush. Tom Sawyer is actually the reason I started playing music. So oh, awesome. yeah. first time I heard that, I was like, "What the hell? This sounds like Star Wars." Yeah, it's amazing, like, right? How do you turn wow. Star Wars into a song? Like it just <laughs> forever, you know. I told I told Kaylee, "Is like uh, her and my mom are the only women I've ever known that like like Rush, like have their albums <laughs> talk about Rush. Like that's just I don't know what it is." And then around town, like there's been a bunch of like punk rock bands that we play with that just shit on Rush. I'm like, I, I don't really yeah. get it. I just yeah, you know, like. Like, yeah. I, I've always liked him. You know, I'm not as big of a yeah. rush head as Kaylee by any means, but and, I remember and talking really, to like yeah. Gold Blooms and they were just like, you know, no. <laughs> was like, we're not and, talking about Rush. <laughs> do you think that goes for all prog? Like, do they shut down any prog talk? Or <laughs> I mean, I personally don't like Rush. But you do like like King Crimson and, you know, mm -hmm. like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crimson is. Like, so. Yeah. Chef's kid. Mwah. And, yeah. and I guess kind of the old crop rock and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but, yeah. yeah. It's funny that that uh, space between prog and kraut rock is like <laughs> it gets pretty thin. It's definitely a liminal space between. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So. You find some really interesting stuff in that space. So. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Eric just introduced me to Can a few episodes yeah. back, and I I couldn't oh. believe what I was hearing. Game changer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> We're all just gonna <laughs> ru ruminate on a can for a second. <laughs> on a can, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so We're all stuck in the seventies out here, you know. Seventies <laughs> yeah. and prog rock, right? Um, so one of the things that I really liked um, about Cope, and I mean just the band in general, is I love how uh, Matthias, the synthesizer, it's really a part of the music like i guess i mean i guess what i mean by that is sometimes you hear bands where the synth sometimes is just kind of a i don't know i don't want to say novelty but something that just kind of adds noise you know but okay. i really really like the way that there are times where you hear all the instruments together and it's in a in the best possible way it's like you can't even tell like where the synthesizer is because it's playing along so well to uh to the rest of the song if that okay. makes any sense yeah like, um, is, is that kind of i guess what what was your approach in including uh synth in the music and also your previous bands and so this could be a question for both kaylee and dave as well um all of the previous bands did, did they all have synthesizers included or was this a sort of a new development once haploid formed um so when me and Kaylee were in Winterbeard in Dubuque, I had a big Casio and I tried playing like a guitar and keyboard sort of at the same time. So I sort of had like a background in it, but Haploid's the first band where I'm really trying to like only play keyboard, but I don't know. Yeah, you had kind of a battles uh, kind of thing going on. Yeah, there. I was trying. <laughs> Doing a lot mm -hmm. of multitasking. A lot of my projects <laughs> always end up with me having a pile of gear and end up trying to... Yeah fiddle around with it he, he turns around. into an octopus <laughs> but i don't know for i don't know i guess writing with haploid i don't know i always try not to overdo things and i don't know me and kaylee always kind of fuss about writing stuff so that's that like when molly my, my wife when she sees our band that's the thing she always talks about most is the sense you know like it just brings everything together because sometimes mm -hmm. he's just like kind of pulsing like background stuff like you know i i kind of think yeah. of uh, Oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the song. The one I'll where you try kind of, yeah try, but I was thinking the one where you cut where Kaylee's two hand tapping all the way through. Summer diminished. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like the kind of. Uh, I mean, you're playing, but it's more of like a like a the sound is kind of crunchy and weird for the for the verse. You know, it just works great. Like I don't know, I don't know how you even come up with that stuff. I don't <laughs> like me. I just have like gain on my bass, you know, and I just turn up really loud. I can't even mess with pedals. It's 
it's beyond me. So, you know, but he has all that stuff and it just sounds amazing, you know? Yeah. But Nostromo, we didn't have a, we didn't have synths. My old bands. Yeah. It was always just guitars and bass and drums. So. I think it's yeah. always an element that I've really wanted to incorporate, but we just never had the right, I don't want to say the right person, but just like, yeah, maybe that's it. It was just yeah. like finding the right person for the job, I guess. Cause I mean, like in scamp, like it was always like there were parts that I could definitely hear it. So then I would just try to like basically overplay to fill in gaps and spaces. Mm-hmm. But now it's, it's a really interesting experiment in like kind of trying to hold back a little bit and letting some of the other elements kind of come into place. Cause I'm, I'm come from a background where I'm usually having to do a lot of the writing. It just kind of happens that way. It's never really super intentional. It just kind of, that's just the way things happen. So this next batch of songs that we're working on um, for, I'm hoping that we're going to be recording in August this year sometime. Um, But there's, there's parts where I'm playing a lot more minimally and we're letting the synths and some of the rhythm section kind of cascade and take a lot more of the weight, so to speak. So do you use a lot of a lot of pedals for the guitar on the newer stuff? Yeah. Are you trying to stay kind of clean or? Um, yeah, I've actually I've I've actually recently kind of rearranged my pedal board a little bit mm-hmm. and I incorporated. I got the Boss Slicer recently. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the SL2 based off the old SL20 model. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of really cool like arpeggiators and different like variations on tremolo in there that I'm going to be trying to play with here and kind of experiment with that for, we got, you know, a couple yeah. more songs that we're still trying to add here to mm-hmm. the next record, writing on the electronics a lot more. Yeah. That's what I was wondering is the uh, way you described are like mostly time-based modulations or whatever. Is that yeah. hard to match those elements up with not only an organic rhythmic element like the drums, but also another probably timed modulation element like synth synthesizer. I mean, a, a lot of times with the LFOs, that's kind of what you're going for. Is it hard for you guys to bring all that together in a rhythmic way? Well, we're getting better about it because we're trying to have more like drum machine parts and it's, you know, sometimes kind of difficult for a drummer to sync up with it. So mm-hmm. we're also trying to figure out a whole thing where some in-ear monitors with some of this stuff, but mm-hmm. It's been a little tricky, but we're getting the hang of it. Nice. Like our new, some of our new stuff, we have like a 20 minute song in there and that has some whole big <laughs> electronic parts and stuff in yeah. it, but it's been a bit of a mess figuring it out, but we're getting it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess while we're talking about gear, as far as synthesizers go, is it mostly outboard stuff, like actual hardware that you're into or, or. Yeah, that, I'm yeah. all hardware. I'm, not using any analog sense. I'm actually using all digital. I have a Nord, a little mm-hmm. electron digitone, a chord mm-hmm. monologue, and I also have a 404 for samples and stuff cool. like that. I use them for e- the samples for either just like having something looping underneath of a mm-hmm. song or just hits here and there, depending on what we're doing. So, so not really basing the song around those samples, more of just like uh, intermittent things happening or sort of a foundational atmospheric um, thing it's or... been kind of like different like sometimes we've been trying to write stuff around it like try mm-hmm. like i know gnc and kaylee already had their main thing and we kind of added the trumpet samples mm-hmm. afterwards yeah but yeah. there's some like other newer stuff that we're kind of trying to base stuff <laughs> a bit more around but yeah i don't know we kind of change it up for every song we don't really like repeating ourselves so trying to write something or you know, new and having a new way to approach something each time. Yeah. So you wouldn't say it starts with it like the foundation of the writing doesn't start the same way every time. Well, uh, most of the time it's Kaylee who has something and brings it and then like to the table and we kind of sit together and kind of piece it out and arrange cool. it together. Sometimes I have something to add to it. And I don't know, Jancy's lately been coming up with some beats on her own, which has been pretty cool. But yeah, I don't know, like a lot more collaborative instead of Mm -hmm. one person being like, here's the song, y'all are going to figure it out. (laughs) Right, for sure. And if if there are multiple people writing, it opens up the process a lot, I think, to have multiple people bringing things in. Dude was like, that's just jamming, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. and then we had a thing and I think Kaylee kind of worked out parts individually. We just kind of adapted that, but like semi subnabulous of you wrote Matthias, right? That was your stuff. Yep. Yeah, but usually it's like, here's like a couple riffs and like, we'll all be writing the rest of it together, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, we'll decide on parts, you know, but 
everybody writes their own stuff, you know, nobody's really getting dictated, you know? So it's, that's like the best part, I think, because we are all individually just coming up with stuff. Everybody gets suggestions and things like that, but you know, usually there's what a couple riffs and we'll just play with it for a while until, you know, and then the, inevitably there's always like, we got to add like a weird outro or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's my least favorite thing about writing songs is the ending. Like I, I'm really very, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty confident on starting things, but ending mm-hmm. them, that's always like, Brutal, I, yeah. I always want the endings to be really important and like really right. stand out, but it's mm-hmm. just, it, it's like, you know any aspect of art is like you're doing a painting and it's like how how do you know when it's actually done you know what i mean kind of how i try to approach things is like just i'll put in those finishing touches is can be pretty challenging and frustrating but when it's done it's like a really really good feeling so it's funny that he says because i feel like me and jancy are the ones that are always like kind of floating or whereas i feel like kaylee matthias when we're decisive like they Mm -hmm. okay this is it now and then that's the thing but i'm always (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm always adjusting stuff. I know Jancy is, you know, she's always trying to like figure out. She'll be hung up on like a little tiny high head. Oh, yeah. Which is fine. Like, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it doesn't, you know, get in the way of like, okay, this is the song is done, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really interesting, Kaylee, that you mentioned uh, the uh, ending of songs because that's another aspect of uh, Cope and uh, really the earlier stuff as well you know there are times where you're like okay is the song over and then it kind of comes back with these sort of electronic interludes and stuff like that you think that's kind of a is that sort of a direct result of that sort of thinking as far as like oh is this over yet or were those like separate like compositions that you just decided hey let's just attach this to the end of this song or uh, it's kind of a mixture of both. There's times when I have completely different parts in mind and I, I want to throw like a huge like exclamation point at the end of the, you know, entire song. Um, and then there's times where I'm like, you know what, this is, it's just done right here and there. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. There's, it's very, it's very improv, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, and some of that stuff is, uh, cool. uh, ice will just add in like, you know, after we've recorded kind of post stuff where he's just, you know, connecting tracks together. Well, the noises are like sometimes a mixture of stuff I'm doing, or sometimes I just record Kaylee and then chop it up. And I don't know. I'm always a big fan of like the seamless albums where it just Mm -hmm. kind of keeps going and going. Mm -hmm. So yeah, (laughs) I usually do that a lot. It's fun. Some of that's not part of the songwriting. It just happens. It's just, that sounds great, you know? Well, I don't know. I always, yeah, for the live shows, I do that too, is having the transitions, like usually having some sample loop or just having something delayed out and making a big wash. We're not super talkative <laughs> on stage, so it's nice oh, to no. have. <laughs> Small talk uh, I have horrible, horrible uh, stage fright. Uh, so the way I deal with that is to just not say anything at all. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, I remember in this drum. not a good quality for the person who's singing in the band, but <laughs> whatever. That's just the way it is. I'm sorry, everybody. I, yeah. I remember in this drum, I'd have to say, make sure and tell them who we are. <laughs> and we're in <Nostromo. laughs> So, but after that, it's just music. I mean, that's, that's what we're there for. So I'm yeah, yeah. a huge fan of like a lot of banter, unless it's just like a couple dad jokes or something thrown in. Like that's, that's fine with me, but I'm there to see the band. I'm not there to talk for 20 minutes. I mean, hmm. it's just, that's just me, but. So how, how long have you been in Des Moines then after coming from Dubuque? Oh, okay. So 2014, I think early 2014 yeah, is when we got I here. I would say we lived in Milwaukee a little short of a year and then we came About six months. Yeah. I mean, six, mm-hmm. seven months ish. It felt like longer. <laughs> maybe maybe not just me, it, just, it felt like we were kind of trapped for a little bit, but, um, but then we came straight from Milwaukee to here. I have some family that lives here. My, my aunt and my cousins are here. So it was kind of a nice feeling to have some family to hang out with when we landed here um but yeah so we've been here since about 2014 and did you guys pretty much get immersed in the scene quickly or (laughs) you know what i mean because it seems like the scene is something you slowly kind of have to work your way into you meet a person here or there or whatever or were you already connected with a lot of people well we knew some people because uh i played a solo set on in 2013 at zeitgeist 3 i think that was up in boone 
So mm-hmm. I ended up meeting a lot of people from Des Moines at that. And mm-hmm. so when we moved to town, we just kind of started talking to people and we're like, Hey, can we start playing? And they were like, yeah, you can hop on bells. So yeah. And then Stromo pretty much started up immediately too, when we got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say I've always, I don't know. I've always kind of felt like we've been kind of on the, on the outskirts of everything. Like, but uh, Joe born from skin of earth, I feel like has been kind of a, a father figure to me, so to speak in the, in the music scene. So he, we kind of ended up jamming a little bit too, and some kind of like improv projects and stuff. Um, that's just kind of how we fell into it, just kind of on like more of the noise rock side of things. So, yeah, definitely Joe Bourne yeah. Blair was always big on like trying to get shows with us and stuff. So, but yeah, I felt like we were a little bit on the fringe of the scene. <laughs> we don't do a thing that that's like like what you guys have talked about. It's like we're not a specific band you know we don't do a thing we just play our stuff right. so, yeah. and yeah. it seems like a lot of bands kind of like want to do a thing mm-hmm. we just don't fit in with that so you know mm-hmm. it's cool you know but uh when we play everybody seems to enjoy it so mm-hmm. but it seems yeah. like now we we try to play with a lot of like more touring bands you know mm-hmm. uh, we did stuff with like uh moody black and which was fantastic snowmate you know those shows were mm-hmm. so much fun I guess uh, Legra Hernandez hooked us up with a couple of shows and, you know, they're a lot of fun. So, but it seems like now, I don't know, like the scene's a little, like, I can't quite pinpoint it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, with all the venues closing down now, gas yeah. closing in July, the music's yeah. been out for a while. So yeah. and it's a little bit harder to book live stuff at the point with that going on. But... Yeah. There's definitely a lack of, of um, good venues right now. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, XBK is probably the yeah. the one that's kind of taking the reins on a lot of things right now, being open-minded to a lot. So The Lift Downtown has also been mm-hmm. booking a lot of DIY shows. Like I said, like noise and free jazz stuff there, and that goes cool. over. But... The Lift is awesome. And Boggs Hall, you mentioned, or Boggs? Hall Ave Tavern. Yeah, the, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard of that until recently, and it seemed like there were a lot of cool shows there, too. Is that um, kind of a... They're more like... A standard kind of rock and punk kind of bar but okay. they've been lately they have a different booker so they've been trying out some different yeah, things we're, so cool. we'll see how it goes we're gonna give there. that a go we're not yeah never we haven't played there yet i think dave's mm-hmm. old band played there once um but yeah we as haploid we haven't been there yet so we'll see yeah <laughs> hey, a lot cool. of people have heard of it. i think it's supposed to be one of the oldest bars in des moines <laughs> yeah yeah I haven't yeah. been there very much so wow. yeah down there on the east side but I mean, well, we got like three shows in Des Moines and, you know, we're playing there and XBK and what's Helter Shelter, right? Helter like Shelter, yeah. like mm-hmm. only XBK is like the venue, you know, yeah. gas yeah. lamp is gone and we do lefties every now and again, but yeah, this summer we're going to be doing out of town shows, which is where I'm really cool. excited. Really you know? excited. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. In Iowa or other states or everywhere? Uh, we have one lined up in uh, in April. I think April 22nd, we're playing with Good Morning Midnight, um, Maze, and Odd Pets uh, at Gabe's. Oh, so cool. super excited to play there. I've seen a lot of really good shows at Gabe's, so it's mm-hmm. pretty awesome that we're we're going to be there where I've seen yeah. a lot of awesome bands play. We're also cool. on a Catawall wow. Fest in May up in Minneapolis, and that's a big noise rock fest. So yeah. we're pretty stoked with that. What was um, the name of it again? I'm sorry. Um, Catterwall Catterwall Fest it's at Palmer's yeah so really some of our favorite bands are playing at Catterwall Multicult uh, Biggin Childbite um, who Stromo was we were supposed to play with Childbite back in the day and now it's kind of coming full circle that we're Mm. getting an opportunity to see him again so um, that's awesome and a deer horse to mention a few that few ones that I really like up there so that every band on that fest is awesome but those are just kind of a few of the the highlights for me so it's a what three days or four days yeah it's it's over Memorial Day weekend so (laughs) and we're playing on Saturday so yeah and then what we got a Kansas City show and then there's a Quad City show that was out. Where are you so. playing at in the Quad Cities? Ross Cox. Have you guys ever played there? At- uh uh-uh. I played there as my solo project at a mm-hmm. town fest in uh, 2015 or 16. Yeah, Ross Talks is a killer venue. It's yeah, one of my favorite venues around here. 
The Rostox one, I think, is going to be with uh, Hayes Noble from Galena, Illinois. He does some noise rock stuff that's pretty cool. It's like mm -hmm. kind of a throwback, like Duster type. So it's, it's really heavy, like shoegaze, mm -hmm. um, cool. like mixed with, yeah, like Dinosaur Jr. and some like noise rock elements. So we're, he just put out a new record and it's really good. I encourage everybody to go check out Hayes Noble's album. Sweet. Matthias, you've mentioned your solo project a couple times. I don't know if I caught the name of it. What is it? Is it? Oh, and, and what is it, I guess? <laughs> oh, uh, I used to play as Underwater Escape from the Black Hole, but uh, lately I'm playing as Gravity's Constant, and that's like some electronic IDM kind of stuff. I have a bunch okay. of synths set up, and I jam around on it to have a good time, make some weird sounds. So, yeah. All right. I've been playing out with that a little bit more. I just played last week down at the lift with some... Mm -hmm. oh, uh, Bodaya and True Commando. Who's oh, True Commando. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's some heavy shit. There's yeah. no other way to put that. <laughs> Insane heavy jungle. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Talk about jungle. Lift was really bumpy. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Very cool. So you were talking about how I, this is kind of a off-the-cuff weird question, so if it doesn't come out right, sorry about that. But <laughs> you were saying that a lot of like touring acts when they come through town, you kind of can work with them. I was wondering if by being not so rigid about what you guys do, if you think that helps be a little more um, enticing as an opener or something like that, or as a support for a touring thing. And then the backside of that question is then when you go out, is it harder to get on shows because you might not fit in as well? Yeah, we can kind of, been sneaking on a lot of different genre shows it's it's yeah. definitely a gift and a curse because yeah. i feel like we're not heavy enough to be on like metal and punk shows or you know I, I don't really i don't know how to say that without coming off a certain way but but then we're like not we're light yet, we're not right? light enough to be like a complete indie show either i don't mm -hmm. know i feel like we're somewhere in between but that i feel like that's kind of fun you know right. like just keeping people on their toes mm -hmm. But that's just kind of way my brain works too, is like, I, I listen to so many different things on a daily basis. So I kind of, I mean, you, you write what, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. that's pretty yeah. simply put, I guess. Mm -hmm. Dave, you mentioned uh, a while back that um you have kind of a difficult time describing your band yeah. and, you know, other people are asking. And uh, I think, that that is an indication that you guys are doing something right. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's only awkward. Just, just wanted to make that statement. Yeah, no, it's only awkward in conversation. Yeah, in conversation. Yeah, yeah definitely. If I wasn't in the band, I'd go see us, you know. Like, <laughs> that's your answer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true, you know. But, uh, yeah, when you talk to people, like, you know, like I said, a lot of my, my friends and family and stuff, they they do kind of seek out different genres of music. That's not just kind of fed to them, but you know, that's not always the case with just people that you uh, like, you know, work with. They're like, Oh, yeah. you, oh, you write your own uh, stuff. How does that go? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Talking to your band about your band of coworkers has to be one of the most anxiety inducing oh, situations ever. We played the, we played a show with battles and I was so excited to tell these guys at work, they had never heard of battles. And I'm like, okay, well right now I think they're on tour with Primus. And there was like two people that heard of Primus. And I was just like, I don't know what to say guys. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm, right middle, I'm like right in the middle of the age. So there's like a lot of people younger, a lot of people older. And I just surprised that nobody had heard of even Primus. So, you know, I was like, okay, well trust me, it's going to be awesome for us. <laughs> But I feel I feel that way well, about a lot of shows we play lately. You know, we you know a lot of great bands. So that's yeah. that's like one of my favorite things is just playing you know playing shows, but also playing with awesome bands. So there's so many that we play with that you know it just uh, I get so excited about. It. And then going out of town, I think it's going to be even more exciting because you know it's just a different crowd of people. We're really I, excited to to play this music that we've been playing for a couple of years now to a lot of different faces. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus we got like what eighty percent of a new album done. You yeah, know, we, we're almost mm -hmm. done with this new one. So yeah, that there's nothing we love more than doing that. You know, it's we kind of probably do things backwards where it's like as soon as we finish recording an album, we already have like half of another album done, and we just want to play the new stuff and not the old stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which drives Jancy so. crazy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so you never truly are supporting the thing you just put out. Right. It's yeah. like no, the next thing. By the way, here's like another, here's another here's five songs. Whoopsie. Constant layers always happening, but that's, that's what keeps us occupied though, is like, we're always, we're always like kind of looking past the current and always thinking about what's next, you know, but it's, it's fun. Well, it's a good way to, it's a good way to avoid something a lot of bands fall into, which is they just kind of stop writing new things. Yeah. We don't even play the same set twice. We're there like, you go. We don't like playing. I don't know. We're pretty yeah. like, well, we just played the song last time. So let's switch up. We get, we definitely, I feel like, well, at least for me, I get bored of, our own stuff sometimes so it's like okay let's make sure that we're just mixing this up every time you know if it were something where we were going on like a national tour mm -hmm. um you know getting that one set down would be super For important sure. but since we're just kind of doing some weekend warrior type dates mm -hmm. like I, I feel like it's fine to just play different stuff each time you know Plus, we like to practice every week, and I mean, why would you? Uh, we, I don't think we would do it if we were always playing the same stuff, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll if we have a show, we'll play a set, but then after that, we're gonna, you know, we'll practice the set, but then after that, we're working on new stuff, you know. Right. That's just, otherwise, you know, and I, I love practicing every week, and yeah, if you're not writing new stuff, then I don't know what you're doing, you know. Like it's we're very creative people, so you know, I'm not much of a songwriter myself, but I, you know, love writing to like. Mm -hmm. Haley's riffs, you know, Matthias's sense and like me and Jancy, we lock in pretty quick. So it's, you know, it's just so much fun. And Haley will send me like a riff or two and I'll have a idea of what I think the song is. And then by the end of the practice, you know, it's something completely different, oh, you know? Sure. And so it's do just, you guys do that though? Do you send out some riffs that you're like, I want to maybe work on this at the next practice? Is that okay. I do that. That's I do that cool. intermittently. If there's like something that like, sometimes like I'll wake up two hours before I need to be at work. That's usually like my, the only alone time I get to mm -hmm. like practice by myself. And I'll be like, okay, just, you know, kind of just jamming along and I'll, I'll come up with something. I'm like, oh crap, let's record that really quick. And I'll send it through my phone to them. And like, all of a sudden it turns into a whole nother song that I didn't think nice. was really going to go <laughs> anywhere, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun. So the, the collaborative aspect that you guys are talking about is when you guys formed the band, was that always there? Like, was that kind of a, an idea you guys had, like you were going to write songs more collaboratively or did it kind of just evolve into that? Well, when we originally started, we were thinking about trying to be a synth pop band and it didn't work out like that at all. But yeah. We ended up collaborating a bit more and writing heavier stuff and going off with Haley's riffs. Yeah, there, that that's definitely, mm -hmm. I was going to say the same thing. Jancy and I kind of had this idea of like, we want to try like just straight up synth pop, like put ourselves in a box. And the more we got naturally jamming, we're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. what are we trying? Why are we trying to fight what's coming naturally? And then that's kind of how it just happened. And some of the songs on the first two uh, haploid EPs, Flora and Fauna, were kind of, I don't want to say leftovers of previous um, Nostromo songs, but some of them kind of were, and then, but they turned into completely different things once synthesizer elements were put on top of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I had a lot of things left over, and then Cope is just kind of like, okay, here's what we're actually wanting to do. So, sure. I, you know. Sweet. Were the, was there any specific influences at the time that made you want to start a synth pop project? I would say for me, um, I'm a huge fan of trust. I don't know if you ever listened to trust. I have um, not. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'd say, yeah, probably, you know, the nine inch nails. Yeah. I would say I'm you know, nine inch nails and the nine inch like, nails you know, thing is definitely there. Yeah, you know, like sure. the tonic rock band thing is always something I've been into. Mm -hmm. So I just like playing with Kaylee. <laughs> there you go i knew whatever was going to happen was going to be great and then you know with jancy seeing uh seeing scamp i was just like okay yeah this is probably going to work out pretty great so yeah no it was it was fun like i didn't play with them right away because they were trying to i think you guys were trying to get in your own skin together right like get it kind of worked out i think yeah. there you know, a few weeks where then i showed up and i was consciously trying not to do nostromo stuff you know so i'm just like it's funny. We kind of just put our own barriers for no reason, you know, blocking what came naturally. And then once we, you know, got, cause I think we just had a couple of songs originally, like, mm -hmm. you know, but 
um, I'm trying to even think the names. Um, I'd say Plague, Plague, was, the first Plague was probably the Plague. first thing that we like, human. tried to make like a darker like synth pop uh, yeah. song. So I think Human was, those were the two that we were kind of mm. messing around. Those probably yeah. took longer than any songs we, you know, we've really, I think Plague came together pretty fast, but it, it's sometimes when you're starting a band, you just have no idea where it's going to go. You know, mm. I yeah. just, you know, I just, I didn't put, I didn't consciously put anything to it except for try, try not to be like Nostromo. You just make this a different sure. thing. The synth pop thing Sorry. was brought up, but I, I, I had no real, like, uh, I don't know, specific direction. So I was like okay. here with Ice stuff. So I was, you know, uh, I think even cause he would put out the Nostromo stuff and there was a couple of times where I'd mentioned to him, I was like, I wouldn't mind if you did one of our things or, you know, play it on a song or did, uh, kind of like a remix or something just to like fuck with it you know yeah. like i just always thought his stuff was so cool you know because again it's it's alchemy to me i don't understand how he does any of that stuff if it doesn't have strings and i can't turn it up on my ampeg you know through my fender bass i don't know what the fuck you're we're doing yeah. <laughs> it's, that's what I, again with the no pedals you know I want to get pedals, but I, I don't know. I don't know We've where they for a long time. I, I always tell yeah. you can do it like post if you want, like make it sound however you want. And then just tell me how you did it. Cause I'm not right. that. <laughs> yeah. You were kind of talking about parameters, uh, that you placed on yourself selves in the beginning. Uh, and then those sort of lifted have, do you think they've lifted completely? I mean, is it, an intellectual free for all right now, or do you just recognize a feeling that you think the music has and try to stick to that as individuals or a band, or is it not a conscious thing at all? I I'd say mostly the latter, you know, I I'd say probably the feeling is kind of what we go for more than anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of the worst things you can do in a band um, is put yourselves in a box. I just feel like just, if it, if it feels good, do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> just, just yeah. stick with it. I think the only time ideas get shot down is if we feel like we've already done that, you know, yeah. cool. Yeah. We've already covered that. So, you know, we'll move on. But yeah, the, I mean, for the most part, yeah, we're all just adding our two cents and that's, that's what it sounds like. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's one of the things I really loved about it is everything took up its own space and you notice that everything sort of separately, but it's all on the same page. So mm -hmm. I don't, that was what I sort of heard. So yeah, I, <laughs> there's I not really a question in there. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I mean like, yeah, I feel like we're getting a lot better as a group, uh, you know, give and take push and pull, you know, mm -hmm. just kind of letting, figuring out who, you know, who needs space at the time. It's, it can definitely be frustrating trying to figure out those moments, but I mm -hmm. think that we're getting a lot more. Yeah. Just kind of, being able to dovetail off of each other's ideas. Those first two EPs that we did were really our, like everybody getting used to writing with each other mm -hmm. and finding our sound, I guess. Cause we used to butt heads a bit more about writing little things, but we've gotten way better. Like everybody's used to writing with each other now and everybody can suggest parts and it's, yeah, I don't know. We've gotten really streamlined at it. Like we've slammed out songs in like two or three practices lately. <laughs> Stuff's nice. just been falling together. So yeah. I'd say like, yeah, the only hairy moments, I mean, it's going to happen when you have siblings in the band. It's like Jancy mm -hmm. and I sometimes butt heads on things, but we come out of it like a lot stronger afterwards. Sure. Sometimes there's some words, that, but uh, yeah, yeah we, we get through it, but it's yeah. never been a band where, where the drummer didn't get kind of shit on a little bit, you know, just like <laughs> you have a thing in the drummer, well, you know, like a drummer, a lot of times they want to do something creative and you're like, can you just hold down a beat for a second so I can get this <laughs> But they immediately wanted to do something great. I, every band I've ever been in, they're just like, can you just play a beat real quick just so we can, you know. But drummers, they, they want to be as creative as anybody, so, you know. Right. But they're the Which main next, Yeah, this next batch of songs, Jancy is just going completely, like, ham-fist, hog-wild. Like, I'm really excited for recording because, yeah, nice. it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Yeah. That's that that's sounds super like, exciting. What, uh, absolutely. And sure. we, do you think it'll come out on 5CM then? Is yeah, the I'll plan? definitely put it out. <laughs> awesome. Nice. I, say, I don't know. Uh, if, yeah. Do you guys record yourselves? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah okay. the Cope and the EPs so. recorded. So. 
this has been awesome. Before yeah. we do let you guys go, uh, is there anything you guys would like to plug where people can get a hold of your music? And um, We got all of our music's available on Bandcamp. We're doing another run of uh, Coke tapes right now. We've got CDs available. Otherwise, uh, stuff's also on Spotify and iTunes and whatever streaming service you can think of. Um, awesome. As for shows, it'll be 315 at Boggs. Paul Ave Tavern, then uh, 4 1 in XBK, 422 in Iowa City. And now my head is getting hazy on dates. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Just Can't check our, I mean, I guess as far as like shows, like they can, yeah, we, we post that pretty regularly on our Facebook and our Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and a Twitter, sure. too. Yeah. Normal social media stuff. So awesome. Well, thank yeah, you guys sure you, yeah, so thank much you for much. taking the time to talk to us. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And can't wait to hear the new stuff. Thank you. We're excited. So. And listeners, you should definitely check out Haploid for sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. One of the best things we've heard in a long time. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Thank you guys so much again. Thank you again. Yes. 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 Bye. You guys have a good one. Bye guys. Like, do they start out as yeah. globs of shit? Yeah. And then they just turn, <laughs> like, they just turn into tomatoes? Like... <laughs>